are still dating and uh, they don't know that they have crossed the threshold of dating or the line of dating and entered into something else. You could call it courtship. But why? I don't want to give you that generic term courtship is because there's some certain things that we believe that should be in place before you can say you are cutting someone. But they've crossed, they've crossed dating. They say they're doing things that they not they don't they're not supposed to do while dating. And they are doing things that they're supposed to be doing while cutting, thinking they are dating. And I can put it the other way, they are doing things they're supposed to be doing in courtship. While they are dating. While they are dating. Mm. While they are dating. So we're going to look at a lot of things today. If you have your questions, you can drop them at the chat. We're going to pick them up as we go ahead. So I'm going to pass the ball to my wife. She's going to start. <laughs> okay, okay. So good evening, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to service today. I hope you've had a great day, and we are so glad to have you with us. Amen. So um, on Sunday, we talked about what to do while we are courting, and today we want to talk a little bit about courtship. Um, I would say to some extent that um, the line between dating and courtship can be blurred if it's not well defined, if it's not well spelt out. Um, there is a blurry line, a thin line, which can be blurred between dating and courtship. So um, today we're going to discuss a little bit about um, the signs that you are now in courtship territory, basically. Um, what are those signs that you are in courtship territory? And then what should you do if you find yourself in courtship territory and you didn't realize it or it took you by surprise? Um, what you should do? So by right, which is why Pastor didn't want to call it courtship, courtship should actually start after a proposal or after the relationship has been defined. So relationship has to be defined properly before you can say we are now courting. Yeah. Anything before that, you're mm. you know you're in some sort of relationship or situationship, but you can't. I like call that situationship. Um, oh yes, Black Americans love that one, <laughs> that line. Uh, situationship. You know, you're some sort of you know alliance, <laughs> but you're not yet courting. Courting, yeah. which is a defined relationship. So mm -hmm. at the courtship stage, that's where you can now say my fiance or my fiance or mm -hmm. my soon to be, that sort of thing. Yeah. That is is when you've got into courtship. Um so one of the things or one of the first things is exclusivity. So when it's just you and that person. Yeah. You remember during the dating phase, I said it should be like in a group. You can all go out together, you know, feel like while we were in school in university and we all used to do all sorts of things together, good fellowship, we, after fellowship, we go and eat together, all that sort of thing. You're just getting to know people on a, you know, on a wide, wide range and there isn't any, it's just me and you. But yeah. when you get to that point where it's just two of you, you're going out together, you're eating together, you're beginning to become very close, you know. People can call you an ex you know, couple or, you know, people mm -hmm. say this, you're exclusive to mm -hmm. each other. Then at that point, you're in courtship territory. That's the way I will define it. Okay. And okay. when you start to meet each other's families, so when he starts to take you home, or he starts to say, oh, I'd like to meet your parents, or he meets your sister, your brother, if you get introduced, and you start to parley 
you know, like family. Oh, call my sister and tell her this. Or um, have you called my mother? That sort of thing. So once you get into that territory, you need to put your foot down and say, what are we doing? Now, there's something we said about that based on culture. Mm. Now, we said that people here, like in the UK and, and internationally, that when they are much, much younger, now I think the difference is age. When they are much younger, teenagers, early adult, um, early adults, they can actually take their girlfriend, boyfriend that they are dating to their homes. They meet their family. Yeah, that, that happens a lot here. It doesn't really happen back home. But... Yeah, it happens a lot here, mm -hmm. yeah. And um, we can't call that cutting. No. But also here, and, and in developed countries as well, when they are now older, mm. they are careful... Who they take home. Who they take home. That's true. Do you understand? You are careful who you take home. Of course, when we are, when I was much, much, much younger, secondary school, we have family friends that could come to your house. You can go to their house. And yet, nothing. Nobody sees it as, oh, yeah, you there's a relationship, serious relationship going on. But at a certain age, you get to introducing somebody you are serious with to your parents becomes an issue. So that's why when they're older, they're careful. Oh, mm. I don't want to introduce mm. him. I don't want him to get to know my family members. Mm. If he's not serious. If he's not serious. Mm. So we need to make that clear. And of course, I, I'm sure everybody tuned on right now. Nobody is um, a young person. So that means before you take somebody you're serious with to go and meet your parents, be sure about it. Okay, continue. Right. Also, mm -hmm. why don't you talk about uh, meeting spiritual leaders, for instance? Because okay. that's also another sign that some things are becoming serious. Yes, yes. That's another sign that the relationship is getting serious. Meeting your parents and meeting your spiritual leaders. These two th individuals or two classes of people means that the relationship is moving to another level. But I must say this. There are some guys... Some guys, some wolves, I've met a couple that will tell the lady in church that I'm going to introduce you to my pastor. I want you to meet my pastor. I'm going to tell my pastor, you're yeah, the one I want to marry. And they don't have any intention of marrying that person. It's actually one of their, their, their deceptive tools mm -hmm. to get the girl to bed. Now, a girl that is aloof, when she's told, oh, I'm taking you to go and meet my pastor, might be like, oh, he's very serious. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's going to marry me. And that girl can open her legs. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. Although that taking that person to your pastor, taking that person to your parent, is a good sign or a good indication that the relationship is going places, you still have to keep some of your morals, keep some of the things you know you stand by and don't get carried away with whatever the man or the lady is doing. Okay, let's go on. Yes, because at the end of the day, courtship is not marriage. Exactly. A courtship is courtship. It's not marriage. Neither so, is engagement. Neither is engagement marriage. <laughs> so, you know, you should still make sure you're maintaining your virtue, you're maintaining your values. Mm. You don't you don't become relaxed because until you say that I do mm. at the altar, mm. it's, not, it's not done. It's not True. sealed. True. Okay. And the other thing we talked about was um, significant financial commitments. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> things like, um, when, when we say significant, so it's a lot of money. 
um, we can class school fees into that sort of we call school fees significant. Yeah. Um, you know, purchase of furniture, for instance, of um, purchase of a house, purchase of land. Mm. Um, so anything significant? Oh, let's 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 do a joint account. That sort of thing, mm. and you're putting your salary in there. That sort of thing. So those are significant financial decisions that, you know, you. In fact, I would advise you do after marriage. I would advise you do after marriage. You know. What? Okay. No, it's them. But Go what on. if? Go on. No, what if? Because in 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 societies like we live in, like society like we live in, cost of living is really high. If you know what I mean. So at times people want to pull funds together to do stuff. Do you understand? Because mm. it's an investment. But what if anything happens? That is why they have to be serious about it. Make sure that whatever you are putting money together to achieve or to do, that both your names are on it. Make sure all the legal legalities are taken care of. But personally, as a pastor now, I won't really advise that because it's a huge step. It's a huge step to take with someone you're not married to. Mm. That's one. Then it also creates a tie between the two of you mm. that is not yet necessary at that time. Absolutely. And mm. these things can also make you reluctant to pull out even when you start to see the wrong signs. Exactly. So when you become worried or you start having two minds, you know, then you now say, but I've invested so much. Oh, but we bought this together. Oh, but we've already started doing this and we've already started doing that. Mm. And it can make you reluctant even when you know the wise decision might be to leave that relationship. Mm. That's true. So it's, it, it, you know, it's best not to make those significant financial commitments until you, you are, are married married you are married mm. so what else unless you know you're it's leading up to your wedding so you're leading up to your wedding and you're like okay where are we going to live mm -hmm. that sort of thing aha uh -huh. you know where are we going to live oh i found a house and okay you know you can contribute to the rent if you want to mm -hmm. it's not a bad problem it's fine yeah but make sure that everything being done has both your names on it. Don't say, oh, we are, we are in love. Don't say, oh, I trust him so much because you're not married yet. Mm. You're not married yet. You are not married yet. Then if the man, especially, wants to pull an emotional blackmail on you and say, oh, if you truly love me, you give me that money, I will investigate it. Oh, if you truly love me, you bring money, I will... We'll rent the house, any for both of us. Oh, if you really know me, that is emotional blackmail. Any mm. man that even does that to you, mm. you should question his love for you. Because love is selfless. You know, love put the other person first. Remember, I'd like to hear from you guys. Why we've moved this meeting offline to Zoom so that we can interact, so we can interact, so we can ask questions, so we can banter together. So it won't be just one person speaking and talking and you guys are listening that's why we are on zoom so if you have questions if you have contributions please please raise your hand we're going to see you i believe and we will we will ask you to unmute and um, speak to us okay chidi do you have anything to say to this before we move ahead 
Put on your video. We have to see you. This is. They have to see your face. I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Okay, no, Go ahead. Go ahead. I understand. Go ahead. Okay. So, I want to talk about having joint investments. Yes. Or joint accounts when you are dating or cutting because it's actually a huge problem now happening here in Nigeria. We see young ladies every day on Twitter crying that they gave the person who promised to get married to them um, uh, promised to get married to them a huge sum of money to invest in a business. The guy has made away with the funds or has found someone else to get married to. Mm -hmm. So my advice in situations like this is one don't give money for investments to the person you want to get married to yeah. even if the coast is clear for mm -hmm. marriage wait mm -hmm. till you get married i mean mm -hmm. you have the rest of your lives together that, and that is if you're serious yeah. two Absolutely. if you're going to um if you're going to make investments then you have to document it there has to be a legal document binding exactly. both of you in such a way that even if the guy decides or the lady decides, I'm no longer interested in marrying you, the document is legally binding and compels the other party to stay through to the covenants of the uh, business or investment. Um, that is usually because you know what happens is that mm. during courtship people get carried away by yeah. emotions. Exactly. From where from where I am, I've noticed that the reason why people usually get carried away by with, by their emotions is because they've already started having sex. As, as a matter of fact, we've started having sex mm. while dating, mm -hmm. and you know that once sex is introduced are... into dating, mm. laws everybody's sense of judgment or objectivity. You don't think straight. Even if the guy is misbehaving, you, you, you begin to say things like, don't worry, he will change. He will change. Absolutely. And those don't change. You're not the Holy Spirit. You know, so don't take the role Absolutely. of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, totally correct. Absolutely correct. 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 That's why I said, as a pastor, I will not advise that. Actually, from the woman's end, if it is, if it is their man, no problem. Because a man's job is to love the woman. A man, the man's job is to sacrifice for the woman. A man's job is to give to the woman. That is one, one of the ways a man should express his love to the woman. But from the lady's perspective, no, don't do that. Don't. Don't. It's a huge commitment to a man that has not married you yet. In fact, you even make him more reluctant to go the full night yet with you. Mm. You know, don't. Don't. He loses haste. The, the, exactly. other, the other thing, just rela related to this, is also important decisions, making important decisions, life decisions, career decisions, before you get married. For instance, mm -hmm. there are people who wanted to go and do their, their master's, mm -hmm. you know, abroad, and everything mm -hmm. was set. And then the man you want to marry will say, no, 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 don't go, don't go, um, stay back. You know, and then he doesn't marry and you've lost that opportunity. Exactly. Or, you know, your parents want to do something and say, why don't you go and do this or do that? You know, and he says, no, 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 don't do it. So don't make, you know, like serious life altering decisions. For a man, for a man that has not married, married you. you. <laughs> mm. Don't do that. But the man can for the woman. I know I keep saying that the man can for the woman because it's biblical. Everything we teach her is biblical. 
The man Even before can. marriage. Yes. Yes. Jesus left heaven. Gave up his being God. The Bible says that he laid aside his glory. Took the form of man. Why? He's coming on earth to woo his bride. That's what Jesus did. And the Bible told us in Ephesians chapter 5 that we should be like Christ. So it is the man that should learn sacrifice for his wife. What I'm saying now is not a popular message. No man wants to hear it. That's why we are raising men that are not real men any longer. But that is what it should be. The man, to an extent, should, should pay the price, should you know, go that step further for the woman. Do anything to get the woman. Nothing dubious, nothing, nothing with ulterior motive, but do it from your heart. Oh, good. We have two hands up. I'm going to invite somebody right now. EA, you can you can unmute and start, start your video your and contribute. Chidi, you'll be next after, after him. him. Okay. Um, good evening. I mean, I'm I'm actually joining the meeting from Nigeria. Oh, um, awesome. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> So, um, I just wanted to react to, or rather add them, um, um, make my own contribution in line with um, what Dr. Chidiman mentioned earlier on. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, two people, a guy and a lady in a relationship, okay, and find they've agreed to get married. And then the lady had, you know, has plans. I, I'm just talking based on my experience because I had to counsel a particular um, guy recently. Okay, so okay. Um, the lady had plans, you know, I'm going to do my master's and all of that. And then the guy, they agreed, you know, he went to see the lady's parents. And then, of course, he started something. And then she, the guy came back to me and said that the guy, the lady's not behaving, you know, he's been exhibiting um, funny character recently. So I asked what happened. So, you know, I tried to press, press and, you know, to get the information. And he said, uh, actually, uh, the, the lady wanted to do her master's, and uh, but he, he feels that they should. I said, don't do that because, I mean, okay, actually, he committed before the lady agreed to marry him. He committed that the lady was going to do her master's. Okay. And then when the man, you know, agreed, and they went to the parents, the guy started talking funny. And I said, you don't do that. You can't. If you've committed already that you should do that, based on that, She's not getting married to you, then you have to agree and all of that. So it's, you know, like what you said initially, guys just use that commit, agree, promise, and then when they finally tie the knot, they just change their mind. Exactly. And it's, 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 it's wrong, very wrong. Yeah, it you tells know, you that the man will, 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 will have problems in the future. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sure. You know, we've talked about that, mm. about uh, agreements. You know, when we talk about things you need to do, questions you need, things you need to do while dating, and things you need to do while cutting. One of the things you need to do while cutting is all that agreement between you and your spouse. There are some things you must agree on. And this is what is lacking in a lot of marriages that have made a lot of marriages suffer from a lot of hiccups at the beginning of the marriage. Because you get into that marriage with a lot of expectations that you did not, they were not discussed. Yes. They were not discussed. If you go ask married couples why they left their marriages, because they entered the marriage with high expectation because no conversation 
was had. Because if they've had those conversations, her expectations will be managed. Now, when you now before you marry, this is very, very important. I keep saying this. While you are cutting, it is time to talk, not time to explore each other's body. So you guys have some things, you have plans. The woman has plans, she has her goals, she has her visions, she knows where she wants to be in the next three years, the next five years, in the next ten years, as well as the man. While you are cutting, that is the time you need to sit down and talk. Talk, talk, talk. I know men don't like the talk. They get a bit uncomfortable when the woman is asking a lot of questions. And they start wondering why she's asking a lot of questions. Because she is about to enter something. You know, when we talk about marriages, marriage, uh, it's as if the woman lets go of a lot of things to get into that marriage. So a wise woman will ask a lot of questions because they're going to let go of a lot of things for that union, ask a lot of questions. So you'll be sure that the both of you are on the same page. Now, when you're not married, you'll be like, oh, what of this? What of that? Oh, we agree this. We agree that. Why is it not happening? Why not? So as you're talking, you're agreeing mm. on some things. As you're talking, you're agreeing. And once the both of you agree on that thing, you must, to the best of your ability, try to abide by that. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, um, Chidi, please unmute and um, speak to us. So, uh, uh, so you, you just preempted what I wanted to say. So I'll pick it up from where you stopped. Okay. Um, I think one of the challenge uh, during courtship is that we've not done enough teaching to our young people to let them know that courtship is a period of talk, mm. talk, talk, mm. and you. not a period mm. of romance, romance, romance. Thank you. Now, Somebody might ask, okay, what about necking? What about holding hands? Those are parts of romance, actually. But that is not the essential focus during courtship. Exactly. Talking should be during courtship. That's where you should know talk. How many kids do you want to have? Exactly. During courtship, you should talk. Do you want to go for your masters? We have a list of questions. Yes. I mean, uh, you know, when I was get when I was getting uh, uh, married, uh, but I, as a matter of fact, that was one of the reasons that attracted me to my wife. She put me on the spot, asking Good. me even some questions I never thought about. Good. So, courtship should be a period of talk, talk, talk. You shouldn't even be talking about investments during courtship. Rather, you should be encouraging to make private investments. So, by the time you get married and join forces together, you'll be sorry. True. Fantastic. Thank you so, so, so much. Now, I have a question on the chat. Can you see that question? Say, please explain the part of a man that can of a man can for a woman even though he has not married her better. Do you understand that question? Can you make can you make the question a bit clearer, please? Please clarify the question. I, um, your question is not that clear. Please explain the part of a woman can for a man. Please send it and uh, rewrite it. Okay, hello. Yes, go ahead. Good evening, sir. So you were saying that a man can for a woman. He can make commitments. He can uh, he can um, give the lady gifts. 
promises and all of that. But a lady shouldn't do that. So I wanted you to probably, I don't know, maybe use scenarios or explain it much better. You know, because so you were now explaining about Jesus, you know, left heaven to come to die for us and all that. So I wanted to understand it much better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you I, mean, yeah. You know, yeah. And the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, when you start reading from verse 24, 25, and all that, the Bible says that that a, that a man should do so, so and so things for his wife, just like Jesus did for the church, who is his bride. Now, that is our example. I tell men, study Jesus and everything Jesus did for us, the church. Do that for your wife. You're going to have a happy marriage. Women, study the church and the responsibilities of the church to Christ. If you do that for your husband, there won't be any issue. Now, looking at Jesus, what did Jesus do? Jesus was coming to come and get married to his church, to come and take his bride. Let me say this before I go ahead. As at now, as at this moment, we are not yet married to Jesus, so. I hope you know. The marriage supper of the Lamb is going to happen after the rapture in heaven. So what stage or what state is the church right now in our relationship with Christ? We are engaged to Jesus Christ. We are espoused to Jesus Christ. We are not yet his wife. That's why if you read through our scripture, you will never see where the Bible, that is when you look at King James and New King James, don't look at any other translation. This basic translation. You never see in the Bible, in the New Testament, where the church is called the wife of Christ. They, they will keep on saying bride, bride, bride. Until Revelation chapter 19 and chapter 21. That was when the church moved from being just the bride to the wife. What has happened? Because we got raptured before then, went to heaven. Like this is one of the things I'm going to explain when we go back to, in two weeks' time, when we go back to our rapture series. I'm going to explain this to you so you understand why some of the, some of the theologies on rapture, um, just, just to give you some, to give strength to one, of the, one or two of the theologies. Because we've gone to heaven in the rapture and the marriage supper of the Lamb has occurred. That is now when we are married to Christ. Now, why am I saying all this? So you will know that we're not yet married to Christ. So check. Everything Jesus has done for the church. I can be naming them. But the ultimate is that he died. He died for us. And yet, he's not married to us. His death was the bright price that he paid for us. So, so that we can get engaged. And when you look at the um, Israeli and uh, the Jewish marriage... The, the, the bride price is paid at the point of engagement, not at the point of marriage. If that bride price, when it is paid and some other things are done, given to the bride's parents, that that woman becomes espoused. Nobody else can touch her. That was what the Bible says, that Mary was espoused to Joseph when the angel came and said, you're going to bear a child. So Jesus was born by Mary before she was married to, to, to Joseph. Mm. So, before God, engagement is very serious. That's why we don't play with it. Why is it serious? Because you've given your word to that woman. You've given your word to the woman's parents. I'm going to marry your, your, your daughter. And you can't back out. 
if you must, there are penalties to pay if you back out. So, saying that, you can, from the man's perspective, the man should be able to do, should be able to do a lot of things for the woman. That being said, the society we live in, <laughs> the society we live in, is a bit different. You know, people have changed. People have lost the 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 decency. Decency have lost moral conviction to also comport themselves and behave in such a way that if a man is willing to go all the way for you, even before marriage marriage to you, you also owe him allegiance. The same way the church owes Christ allegiance. So if the man is willing to do all those things before you, he gets married to you, don't let him pay for your school fees, do all those things, and you go and marry another man. Because it also happens. You see a man that has taken care of a woman, I know one, from secondary school. A trader, he didn't go to school, but he wanted to marry this lady. Paid her way through secondary school, through university. You know? The woman now went to university, and as you say in my dialect, the woman are chagaya. I said, how will I marry this trader, spare part dealer? She wanted something else. That's what she should have said no at the beginning. Now, she doesn't have the right to change her mind. No, of course, she has the right to change her mind. So what should she do? She has to return everything the man has spent today. Yes. 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 She has to return everything the man has spent on her. Back to the man. Then you'll be free from the man. You know, because the man was doing all that on the premise or the agreement that you guys will be married. Mm. There's another question. Can this be applied to single parents who have been married before? Can what? Can you explain? Chichi, can you explain? You can come on. You can put on your speaker or something, your mic, and ask the question. While we wait for her. Maybe after that, we'll, let's talk a bit about define, yes. defining relationships. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think this is also one of the problems. People, as we said, there's a, a bloodline. So people don't know what the difference between court, dating and courtship and, you know, what those responsibilities are. So I, I think the onus is on the man to define the relationship. No, of course. However, of course. You know, don't stay in a relationship for seven years, you're waiting for the man. Mm. There has mm -hmm. to be a point, especially as we said, all these signs have started. You know, you can give yourself some time and say, okay, I'll give another three months and see if he says anything. But or else, just, you know, have a, an honest discussion and say, I can see you've done this. I can see you've met my parents. You know, you know, I would like us to define this relationship. You have to do it really sensitively and carefully because you don't want to look like a pick me or you're trying to push him into proposing to you and men don't like that sort of pressure. Yeah. So you have yeah. to, but at the same time, don't cheat yourself and just stay, you know, and stay years and years and years and years without asking for the relationship to be defined only to get a wedding invitation card at some point you know, that um, this man is getting married. Mm. Another thing that used to happen in church, you know, was you would think you're dating somebody, <laughs> you know, because you, you put chat, you laugh, you eat together. You think, you, put, you think you're in a relationship. And then all of a sudden, you hear the person is getting married, you know. So that's why don't commit your heart. Guard your heart. You know the Bible says guard your heart. Guard mm. your heart. Don't commit yourself mm. until mm. a relationship is defined. Mm. 
Don't give your heart. Don't start falling in love until your your relationship is properly defined to avoid stories that touch. That touch. Now, what you just said, uh, as in the woman should um, guard her heart. You know, I'm going to read a scripture on that in Songs of Solomon. You know, and this scripture, or what I want to read is, was quoted twice in, or was it three times, in Songs of Solomon to tell you how important it is. The first one is in chapter 2, Songs of Solomon chapter 2, or read one verse, verse 7. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the doors of the field, do not stir up nor awaken love until it pleases. Do not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. This is something as a woman, a young woman that is not yet married, you have to be skilled in. Don't stir up, don't awaken love until it pleases. Until you are sure, until the man has taken necessary steps to make you his. That is where you now start opening up. So you have to guard your heart. It's also, another place again, I think it came up again, was in chapter, if I can find it now. I know it was quoted in two places. This means it is very, 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 very important. Very, very, very important. So you guard your heart. Be tender with it. Just don't let it go as, um, is, as easily as anything, you know. Um, can we look at one more thing before we end today's meeting? Actually, the, the other the other thing we wanted to go into was what to do when you are now courting. So when the, the marriage has now been defined, okay. you know, when the relationship has now been defined, um, whether it's through a proposal or an agreement between the families, when the relationship has now been, de- de- been defined, now is the time to begin to have those discussions um, that... Um, as Chidi was talking about, now is the time to start the real talk. Yeah, very, now is the very time important. to start the real and what, talk. What, what are the things they need to talk about There's, when the proposal has been? There are so many, so given many, and received. so many, so yeah. many, so many things. But maybe we should start with money. Money, very important. <laughs> very important. Like um, I and my wife are putting up together. Well, what are we going to call it? Another premarital, a, a, an updated premarital class because I found that what we were taught in premarital is totally outdated. It's totally outdated. People that went through the premarital that we went through will get into marriage and they are not properly armed. They are not properly armed. So there are a lot of things now that we are updating in our premarital course and very soon we're going to launch it and um, it's something even if you're married trust me you still need those information you still need to go through it money is very important i found that a lot of couples before they get married don't talk about money we never did we never did nobody taught us to what they taught us in premarital about finances is save invest yeah, I do. You know, things that are, that. Um... And it, and there was a lot of talk about you know have faith for finances. Yeah, you know, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the Lord. That sort of mm-hmm. thing. So have faith for finances. Money will come and all that. 
but you have to really really be detailed you have to really really be detailed if you're in a country like this you're in a western country you have to know what is your credit score do you have any debt do you have any student loans you know you need to have like a financial check what is going on with you because if not you will get in and you would be shocked at what you would find you need to you need to agree which one, which one of us is going to handle the money Exactly. Which one of us is good at the money? So who is going to handle the money? Are we going to have a joint account? Are we mm. going to have separate accounts? How are we going to fund our family? What kind of schools do we want our children to go to? How are we going to fund their schooling? I mean, there's so much, so much, you know, um, when do we want to buy our own house? How long are we giving ourselves? You know, what would our contributions be? Okay, when I'm going to be on maternity leave, you know, or I'm not going to be able to work for a few years. Would you be able to carry yourself, you know, along about that time? Do we need to plan specifically for that time? So you need to really go into the nitty gritty. Believe me, it will be uncomfortable discussion, but it will be vital discussion. It will be it it would it be very good. And then if you very, very if you find out that even at this point that you are not sure of what you're doing, then maybe you should take a step back and think about it again. You know, even career-wise, you know, it's just at least related to the, the question we talked about earlier, that you, you at, that, at this stage, you know, would you let me work? You know, is it okay for me to work? I'd yeah. like to move my career forward. I'd yeah. like to do a master. I'd like to do my specialist course. I'd like yeah. to do this and that. Yeah. Would that be okay with you? And so many men who would say, yes, you can do it. But when it com- when push comes to shove, they'll be like, no, I want you at home. I will give you an allowance. There are women who, no matter the allowance you give them, they will not be happy. They will be depressed if they are unable to go to work, if they are unable to make something of themselves. There are some women who will be satisfied, perfectly satisfied just staying at home, having an allowance and taking care of the kids. And that's okay. But you need to know the kind of person you're marrying. So if it's the kind of person who wants to further her career, who her career means something to her, then if that's not what, you know, you want as a man, yeah. if that's not your vision, if you feel, oh, I'm going to be a politician, I'm going to be a businessman who's traveling here and there, I need my house kept, then you need to think again or you need to compromise. You need to come to a compromise. Say, for this amount of years, I'll need you to be at home. When the kids, when this happens, then you can go back to work. Or something there has to be an agreement because this will cause trouble it will and cause trauma in the future i mean if you're on listening to us whether on youtube or anywhere and you're not married or maybe in a relationship we are thinking about marriage talk about money very very important what plans do you have for the upkeep of this house for the man, don't even think about marriage if you are not putting something on the table. Don't try it. Forget marriage. It's not, it shouldn't be your focus. You know, it pains me when I see a man that is focused on a relationship that does not have a means of livelihood. You know, that, that energy, that energy, mm. that drive you're using to chase the woman. Mm. Calling midnight call, mm. sending texts one million times a day, mm. buying flowers. Use that drive mm. to go and make money first. Make money. Absolutely. Then for the woman, if the man is not doing something, putting food on the table, tell him I love you. I love you, but I can't marry you now. 
You know, when we say this to people that are not married, they, they don't understand what we are saying okay. until they get into it. Say, sorry, I can't marry you now. I love you, but you need to go and show me that you can take care of me. Show me that you can take care of this house. Very important because one of the greatest, the number one, the number one, number one, trouble, problem. Well, I say, um, culprit and cosa in a marriage is finances. Absolutely. It just reminded it's me of, of, of Jacob's story. You know, Jacob came to Laban's house with absolutely nothing. And he came and the first thing he did was fall in love with Laban's daughter. <laughs> and wants to marry her. What did uh, Laban? You go and walk for seven years. Go and walk for but seven years. But he walked. Years. And he walked. I like Jacob's part. Absolutely. Jacob went and walked. Absolutely. Because of love. So love should drive the man to go and walk. And the Bible actually says that those seven years were like days. They were, you know, he didn't feel any. He didn't because feel any, he's because in... of the love. Because of love. So if you really <laughs> love the person you want to marry, yeah, you will walk. You will walk. You will walk. Very important. Then you talk about um, investments, accounts. How do we put money aside? You know, have to save to invest. Very, very important. All those things. Need to be agreed on. You know, if you don't have financial literacy, go and get some. Yeah. If you don't understand how to manage money, how to manage your home, how to save, how to invest, how to keep money aside, how to budget. If you don't know how to do it, go and get an education. Go and do like a three to six months course. Don't get married. It will save you. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you see all these dear auntie, dear uncle. <laughs> uh, 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 my husband lost his job. Uh, we, are, we are begging for food. We, me and my children, we are hungry. You know, it's, it's just no planning. No people go into marriage like people who have been blindfolded. No financial literacy. You have no idea what's going on. And then if a little shaking comes, you, you find out that you're homeless. You don't have anything. There's nothing. Because there's no plan. So if you don't if you don't understand how to manage money, and this is, we're not negating faith. Maybe you balance this at all. Yeah, 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 well, just wait for it to finish. We're, we're, so not, neg we're not negating <laughs> faith at all. Mm. But the horses are prepared for battle. Mm. The horses have to be prepared for battle. Mm. Okay. Now, that being said, like I like my wife said at the beginning, that what we are taught is, oh, God will provide. Have faith. Do just go. Just start. God will bring everything to pass. Blah blah blah. That is true. But hear me well. That is not enough. That is not enough. When it comes to marriage, it is not enough. The woman should first wait to see. No, we keep talking about it. Now, when you are falling in love, make sure that your eyes are open. Don't fall in love blindly. Secondly, there are some things you can you see in a man truly, not talk truly inside. Is it diligent? Is that something that he's doing? Is he consistent in doing that thing? Maybe he's not paying now. Maybe he's not paying, but check his consistency. He's someone that gives up easily. Oh, this one is not working. Oh, that one is not working. Oh, or you somebody that is busy blaming people and things. Mm. Oh, it's because this person did not help me. Oh, it's because that one did not help me. That's why I'm here. If that man is busy blaming people and things, then uh, success will be far from him. So check for diligence. Maybe the money is not coming, but check for diligence. Check if he has foresight. Does he have a plan? Ask him, okay, what is your plan? Is he articulate? Does he know what he's supposed to be doing at that time? 
Is he a man of vision? Does he know what God has called him to do? Is he doing what God has called him to do at that moment? Is he diligent in it? Two things you check. The money is not coming, but if all these things are in place, then that means the man is going to succeed. He's going to succeed if he keeps keeping on. But primarily, is he a man of vision? Is he? Is he? Does he? Is he for? Uh, when I say vision, that means he's not confused. He's not trying this. He's not trying that. He's yeah. not trying this. Yeah. Okay, maybe he's this person. Okay, maybe he's forex. Mm. Okay, no, maybe he's a uh, mm. uh, 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 cryptocurrency. Okay, let's try this one. Yeah. Let's try that, that. That is a man that is confused. He doesn't know what he's called to do. And once you are that confused, you are going nowhere. So once you see that the man is a man of vision, he's a man of purpose, then he's diligent in pursuing it. He's diligent. He's focused. Then check what he's saying. So far, he's not complaining. He's not blaming people. He, he speaks faith. He continues speaking faith. Then, in due season, that man will reap if he faints not. Absolutely. In <laughs> fact, just, just, you know, piggybacking on what you've said, it's, you know, they say, look for patterns. You know, when we're young, they say, I marry somebody with potential. Nowadays, potential is not enough. In fact, I don't believe in potential at all. Every, but, but, every, but, everybody has potential. Because pot exactly. God, everybody, everybody has born, potential. Was born with potential. The gets man, the man on the street, everybody. the homeless, everybody has, has potential. potential. Everybody. Pot potential is dormant. It's dormant. Rather, look for patterns. Look for patterns. Look for what that person's already done. Look for, you know, what that person, how that person was doing at school. Look at, look for patterns. Look for, look at what the person is doing. That's look, what you... What look. you just said is important. Look at patterns at the past. Yes. Very important. What you just said now is very, very important. What has been happening to that guy mm. from the past? Mm. From the past. What has he achieved mm. from the past? There will be some things he can show you. Oh, I achieved this. I achieved that. I did that. I did this project. I did that. If nothing like that exists, see star. I'm not saying don't marry you. That, that's not what I'm saying. But see star. Make sure that you heard from God. Make sure you heard from God. Absolutely. And, and just a little bit about what you said, you know, about a man of vision, a man of focus, a man of purpose. Not everybody is like that. Mm. And not every woman would want a man like that. There are some women who don't. You know, remember I watched um, this Indian matchmaker. I don't know if any of you have watched Indian matchmaker on Netflix. And there's a particular lady who she really wanted a man who was focused. She met a man and he, what do you want? I'm not very sure what I'm going to do in the next five years. Maybe I'll travel. Maybe I'll move to another state. Maybe she, she said no. Because that was not the kind of person she wanted to marry. She knew who she wanted she to marry. She knew she wanted can, to can marry. She was like, no, I don't want somebody who doesn't know what he's going to do in five years. Hmm. Because he was like, I don't know what I'm going to do in five years. I don't, and really, you don't have you to don't know. You don't know. You don't have to know. But do I want to be with somebody who doesn't know? No. Maybe another kind of person may want to be with somebody who doesn't know what it's going to do. Who is, you know, there are people who live their lives. But let's see what happens tomorrow. Okay, the, next Those people, life you know, happens to them. Uh -huh. They so don't happen to let's life. Let's see what happens tomorrow. What happens <laughs> yeah. next week? Yeah. Let's live life one day at a time. Yeah. You know, some people are happy with that. And that's all right for you. Mm -hmm. But it depends on what your own expectation is. Yeah. You know, you want to marry a man of vision, a man who is going somewhere. Then you have to look out for the patterns. That's true. Our time, <laughs> our time is up, up. I don't know. Okay, there's a question here. This is the last question we'll take and we'll end. 
I saw this on social media. Love will always feel like a job if you date people you have to raise. Please, what do you think about this statement? Didn't Jesus raise us and wash us with water by the word? Exactly. You just, you just answered the question. Now, that is the job of the man. Christ, his position in the relationship with the church is the man. The church is the bride. The Bible said, like I've quoted severally in today from Ephesians chapter 5, that Jesus washes us, the church, with water by the word, so that he will present us to himself. That washing of water is raising, is teaching, is cleansing, is um, tutoring, is mentoring. So it's the job of the man to do that to his wife. Not the other way around. Now, that doesn't mean you will not learn things from your wife. I've learned a lot of things from my wife. But the reason part, mm. the reason part, mm. the nurturing part, mm. is the man's job. Mm. That is why we tell men that if who you want to marry is not teachable, run for your life. Because your job to her, what you owe her, one of the things you owe her, is to raise her, is to tutor her. So, that what they said there, if it is a woman they're talking Good. about. I wanted to say if it's a woman, then it will feel like a job. It will feel like a job. It will feel like a job. And many women mm. put themselves in this position where you have to do and we, a lot of women that do that are women that saw their mom D do that sort do of that. Thing. You know, women and that had strong it's, mothers. It's not a no no. It's not it's not a no no. It depends on the man. If it's a man who just fell down and you're just helping him up and he's ready to run it's okay but if it's somebody who is a perpetual toddler exactly you will <laughs> suffer you will suffer you will, you suffer. will suffer it, it it's mm. not worth it it's not worth it Bible has already said that the two uh can two um work together except, except they agree together. now if you read that whole place one of the things that go chichi can you please explain your 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 question? It was it was a bit bleak. We couldn't make out what you meant by can this be applied to single parents who have been married before? What is this? What do you mean by this? You can uh, unmute and ask your question. Okay, go ahead, ask. Oh, okay, because um there might be some single parents who have already been in a marriage before and have kids and probably may be listening so it seems like what has been said is mostly for um people who haven't married so i was thinking is this the same standard um, yeah this okay yeah 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 applies to both both um uh, single mothers seeking to remarry and mm -hmm. those have not married before it applies to both yeah 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 so um if you hope we are we, are, we um answered your question right you know so, it's the man's job to do that. Yes, what I was saying yeah, was, but, uh, was... Yes, yeah. you did. Uh, but in this case, it was even a man that was even objecting to this. No. Mm. So, and then I'm like, hello, you are objecting to what you are actually supposed to do. So, Okay, yeah. I understand. I think I understand a bit of what he's saying from a man's perspective. Let me explain. Now, there's a level of expectation a woman should have when getting to a marriage. There's a level of expectation a man should also have when getting to a marriage. But sadly, most of those expectations are not met. 
Now, what do I mean by that? A man who expects some basic things that the woman that he was going to marry should know or should be able to do. And I've seen situations where they've married and the man is so shocked. As in this woman, I thought she could do this, she could do that, she can at least she can cook at least, she can do this, and they got to the marriage and he found out that the man, the woman knew nothing. Now that takes us back again to questions, conversations, discussions that should be had before marriage. Which is what I was going to say. I was like, <laughs> the world should also be assumed. I mean, these expectations yeah. should not be assumed yeah. because we all come from different homes, yeah. you know, and, and different families. And there are some things you would think, this is basic. This is something yeah. my sisters <laughs> used to do. But your wife's family, maybe they didn't do it. Exactly. So it could be basic for you, but for her, maybe not. So I agree they should be discussed. Yeah, should be discussed. Very important. Then we were talking about um, discussions about finances. And there's a lot of things we didn't talk about because of time. One of the things is um, roles in the home. In our home, what will I do? What? Okay, brother, let me put this way. This is what I expect you to do. I said to my wife, mm. as in, that's at courtship stage. This is what I expect you to do. Mm. This is my, these are my expectations from you. This is the discussion you should have. Then she'll say to me, these are some of my expectations from you. Now, one of the things she should, she should tell me, or women should also tell their husband, is that at times I'll be tired. I need you to help me clean the house. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Can you clean the house? Or clean your own part of the house, clean your toilet, clean your bathroom, wash your clothes. I mustn't do it. Do you understand? Oh, when I'm pregnant, you have to run the house. Because I might not be able to do all of that really when I'm heavy. These are roles that traditionally should be done by the man. But the times we live in has changed. And we need to realize that. So these roles are fluid, like my wife was saying are fluid or oh, the last question will take what should be done if you had these conversations questions <laughs> what was said or agreed upon is continuously not implemented is that a ground for divorce good question <laughs> i'll let you answer first i'll let you go yes i, I, I agree <laughs> it can be very very frustrating and this has happened in so many homes you know when you're cutting you say yes you can walk you can go and do your masters. You can do anything you want to do. And then once you now wear the ring and come in, he says, no, when did I say that? No, ah, my mother is coming. Ah, this one, oh, no, we are doing this one. We need to do this. We need to do that. Mm. So I think it should be renegotiated. I think it should be renegotiated. I do not think it is a ground for divorce at all. But I think it is something you need to sensitively talk about. Find the right time, the right place. And say please i would really really appreciate it do whatever you need to do you want to buy uh make a lovely meal or whatever but renegotiate and say okay i understand in fact i was i was telling about about this story that i heard you know these two people were getting married and they had agreed our in-laws will not live with us mm. so my sisters my brothers your brothers you know all those sort of things your cousins you know will not live with us I, you know, let us, at least these are first few years, let's live together yeah. and know ourselves and learn ourselves. Let's not have this interference. But after, um, 
they, I think they were in the first year of marriage. Her two of her sisters were had to come to Lagos to do school to school or something, and they had nowhere else to go to. And she also didn't want, didn't feel, oh, they're two single girls. I don't want them to go and live on their own in Lagos. She went and pleaded with her husband. I know we agreed that um, we will not have our in-laws with us, but mm. these are my sisters, <laughs> my younger sisters. Please let them live with us. Yeah. And they lived with them for years, for eight, until the, both of them got married. For between eight and ten years. They lived a long time in, the, in that house. You know, probably helped with childcare and everything, but still it is an interference in your marriage when family is there whether you like it or not so these things can be renegotiated because no one can um, predict what happens you know things can change you know things can come up so i think the point is two of you come together again renegotiate you know if that thing really means something to you you know express it i really really want to go back and do this course so i really really want to do these masters i really you know it really means something to me and then two of you can come to a conclusion, okay, you do it next year. Or okay, exactly. you can go back to work mm. in two years' time. Or, you know, and then try to keep to that agreement this time. That's a very, very good question. So renegotiation is key. It's very important. So try and renegotiate, talk about it again, and um, remind the man that has he gave his word. You should try and live up to his word, especially if there's nothing serious that is making him not to um not to keep his word you know you renegotiate very 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 important um i'm going to pray right now before we pray 